Hello, 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 my people. My name is Sophie. I am your host for this podcast, and we are called The Spot. We'll be discussing and tackling issues faced by the youth in these podcasts, and they are directed for the youth by the youth. I really hope you enjoy it. So today we have our first guest. His name is Chris. Chris, you want to introduce yourself? Yo, my people. What's everyone saying? <laughs> so we've got Chris here today. He is our manager down at London Rangers. And today the topic we're going to be talking about is a little bit personal to him. It's stuff that he's been through in his life. And he's got a few stories that he can share, but also I think a couple great opinions that he can put across. Of course. Yeah? Of course. So we're going to start it off by just... Giving you a brief about the topic today, we're going to be talking about football and um, kind of the different opportunities that football can provide and maybe should provide in the UK. I want to start by just asking Chris quickly, Chris, what is your opinion on football in the UK right now? Right now, awesome, as well. um, it's changed a lot. It's changed compared to what how I used to watch it play growing up. Um, Used to be more entertaining. Used to have players that that were flary. Yeah, and I get like, you. It just, more interactive, would you say? Yeah. More with the crowds and with with the people. Yeah, like it was just so much better back then, in my opinion. Like you had players like Ronaldinho, the goat, the greatest <laughs> of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I Kakao. think some would argue. Some would argue, what? but yeah, I mean, hey, Ronaldo. Dinho. <laughs> Dino is the GOAT, fam. Ronaldinho, okay, I'm He's with the you. king of football, man. With him, though, like, he can make... What he does with a ball, I have never seen no one else do that before. Yeah. No yeah. one. Even, yeah, Ronaldo, Messi, whatever. Yeah, nah. What he does with a ball, is it's impossible. Mm. I can only imagine doing that um, by myself. So what made you... Because Chris, Chris likes football. He's been playing football. He played football. I'll let him speak a little bit more about that. But what made you get into football? What was your kind of aspiration? That's or um, It's crazy though, because like, I didn't actually start playing football until like year three. Okay, so you year was, three, for those yeah. who don't know, you was about what, eight? Maybe nine, about that age? Maybe even younger probably. But, yeah, yeah, about seven or eight. We're not that great yeah. with, with the oh, years and the school remember. years. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably about eight. Let's round it to that age. Something like that, yeah. Um, started off playing at school which was friends, and I thought, ah, right, cool, um, let me join a team. So I joined my local team called Belmont United. Okay. Yo, I could not kick a ball properly. <laughs> I used to toe-part the ball. Bro, it was... Confused it, on how you even got in there. Yeah, I know. It was mad. So, like, they had to teach me how the proper technique yeah. to kick a ball. It took some time, but over practice, I got better. Kept getting better, kept getting better. Um, the main thing is, is confidence. Yeah. If you have confidence, you can do anything in football. And do you believe it's about the look as well? I hear a lot, you know, footballers have a they have a certain look about them. They've got a certain swag to them. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Mm, yeah, no. Nah, to some extent, yeah. So when you see a person, you think, ah, oh, he's a footballer. He, yeah. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. you. But it's not always true. He may you look... don't. It's it's not needed to have that look to make you into the industry. Oh, of course not. Whereas, yeah. like music, yeah, you can't just be a singer. You yeah. have to have something else about you. I oh, mean, there course. are singers yeah. in the world like Adele, but that's something else about her is yeah. what makes her her. Do you no, know what yeah. I mean? Because she does nothing, it makes her Adele. Yeah. Whereas if she was to start dancing, do you know what I mean? So yeah. is it the same with football? Do, is it just the talent 
that you need with football or is it the other aspects as well you know the charisma the the look the not, height mm, nah not the height because you can find some short this this is what annoys me with um with football like they say you're too short to play football sometimes if you're like under five foot mm-hmm. but there's a lot of short fo- pro footballers out here so like if they can make it why can't these guys why can't anybody else yeah, yeah. But yeah, now nah, with football, like if you got the talent, yeah, you can make it. Yeah, you could make it. But then it's a lot harder now because like you gotta be in academies, you gotta know people in the academies. So with regards to you, um, you got a scholarship, right? For um, football. To go to America. Well, kinda. When you say scholarship, you'll think uh you're getting paid to do something. It's not always like that. That's where people get confused. Mm-hmm. Alright, cool. So with what I did, I went to America to go to university and play football. Mm. But, all right, cool. I went to a junior college first. They don't give up scholarships, so I was paying everything out of pocket. Okay, and this is in America? This is America, yeah. yeah. Everything out of pocket. So, what's mad is I actually tore my ACL, which is a ligament in your knee. It's probably like one of the worst injuries you can have. Is like, that a common football injury? It's becoming more common now. Mm-hmm. It's like a career-ending injury. If you don't treat it right. So with me, it was basically the start of my end, mm-hmm. which is kind of annoying. But yeah, um, it's it's a hard one because it does cause depression. It really does. Yeah. Because like you're basically out for a year. You won't be the same when you come back because it's all in your head now. You're thinking, oh, I can't do that same tackle again because I might hurt myself again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I was going through. So you're more wary of how you're even playing. Yeah. Yeah, and like how you're doing things. I can't turn properly. I can't. I don't know. I won't go into certain tackles no more because mm-hmm. I'm actually scared. So you felt like it was kind of a career-ending injury, injury yeah. for you. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was because in America, like you got pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So health insurance was not cheap, and it doesn't cover everything. They said that if I do my surgery over there, it will cost me thirty k. I said, nope. I'm coming back. back (laughs) Yeah, so you come back to the UK. I waited until Christmas, came back, saw a doctor. They referred me to a private hospital. Okay. Done my surgery there. But the only bad thing is, though, I had to go back to America because I had classes still. I still did my education. So I couldn't do physiotherapy. So I had to do everything myself. But me being me, I was lazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my own problem. So technically, it's kind of my fault. Mm. That I didn't recover properly. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, again, like, we had a trainer on campus as well. He didn't really help me out that much. But do you believe even if you had full recovery that you'd ever get back, you would have ever got back to where you was? That you would have ever been able to just pick up where you was from? Nah. and Or maybe made the career that you intended to get mm. if you made a full recovery? To some extent. I wouldn't be the same player, but I could be something different. But what I do, I adapt. Mm-hmm. So because I know that I won't be as quick as I used to be, I can't do certain tackles, so I change the way I play. I get you. Yeah. I get you. I get that. It also be like an injury with boxing. If you couldn't punch a certain way, you'd have to yeah. adjust how you punch exactly. so that you could yeah. do it. Yeah. I get that. So that's what I had to do. So like now, like I don't play the same. Yeah. So you've adapted your way of doing And it was yeah. that hard for you because I'm a singer. Mm. If I had a surgery and I wouldn't be able to do 
sing the same way or mm. if, I, if I sounded different, it would it would be painful for me. Oh, Do you know what yeah. I mean? It would be, you kind of feel like maybe in a way that you've lost a part of yourself or oh, yeah, of course. part you once yeah. was, you know? Yeah, no, of course, because I used to be a lot quicker than I, used to, than I am now. Mm. And like that alone helped me get out of situations. So because like I was quicker than most strikers out there. Yeah. So like if they play that long boot over, I'm there. It's a foot race. But now you don't but now have... now I can't, can't do that. Yeah. So now, like, I would... Because I'm a centre-back, I always stay, like, a couple feet um, past my defenders. So then that gives me enough time to get to that ball. To, yeah, okay, I'm at with least, you. Yeah, that's what I do now. So I know that you have spoke a little bit briefly regarding your injury. I know that you mentioned it was your ACL that yeah. you broke or tore, sorry. Tore, tore. Yeah. But for those who don't know what an ACL is, could you maybe explain a little bit about how the injury happened and what the actual injury was? All right, cool. So what happened first is um, a, a month before I went to America, I was playing with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then one of us collide, well, we collided and I heard my knee pop okay. and I couldn't put no weight on it. I was in so much pain. Went to A&E. They said it's nothing. It's, it's fine I'm just rest it for a bit it'll be fine cool rest it for like two weeks mm. not not much change I couldn't actually straighten my leg oh. it was that bad okay. um, went back to A&E they said I can't give you an MRI scan because it takes three weeks and you're going to America in two weeks mm-hmm. so there's not much I can do only give you a report and send, just give it to your doctors out there cool that's what I did um, went to America showed the physio over there um, the report he said it's nothing major um put a band on your knee okay. to hold it up like basically pressure, yeah yeah um and play with that wow so they so, just kind of like wrapped you up and sent yeah, you out on the field to go basically yeah so that's what i was doing for like a month okay was you in oh. pain during mm. that it wasn't that bad i could play on it mm-hmm. but having that pressure around my knee helped a lot okay to relieve the pressure to the pain so um, a month later, during training, the ball came to me. My left leg was planted and I kicked it with my right. But as I kicked it, my knee twisted and popped out my ACL. Okay. So it literally ripped from the bone. So that ripped out. So like, as soon as that happened, I fell to the ground in pain. Mm. Like, I wanted to cry. That's how much pain I was in. Mm. But obviously I didn't cry. So, <laughs> yeah. Too manly for that. Too manly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just firmed, I firmed the pain so much. Um, cool. Uh, went doctors, they scans, they done the MRI scan. They said, yeah, you tore your ACL and your meniscus. So it turns out I actually ripped my meniscus before. That's what made my in knee. In the UK. In the okay. UK. That's what made my knee weaker. So cool. They said, all right, cool. You can have to do surgery here. It's going to cost you 30K. Mm-hmm. I said, hell no. So I flew back to London back in December. Um, so doctors, um, yeah, got the surgery done. But I needed two surgeries. That's to do my meniscus first and then my ACL. So cool. That's all that happened. And then, but during the whole time when I was injured before the surgery, like, it didn't hit me. Yeah. That, yo, well, when he first told me that, yeah, I told my, my ACL, um, I went home back to my room. And I actually started crying. Okay. Because, like, yo, that's like... Did you knew the severity of that injury Mm. 
Okay, so yeah, before knew, even like, the surgery, you knew how yeah. severe that injury was to your yeah, career. Because like that's like a career-ending injury, mm-hmm. and like people don't recover the same way. And you've always so, known of that before, even the yeah. injury happened to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's probably cool. your worst nightmare finding out that that injury happened to you. Yeah, I was praying it was something else. Yeah. Something else, but yeah. then when they said ACL, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, no, this is mad. So yeah, went home, back to my room. I actually started crying. Um, told my mom. Uh, yeah, and then had to live with it. Had to live with it. So as the day goes on, just in pain. Um, what was the recovery process like after the surgery? So it was mad. Um, so like my second surgery. I'd done it here during summer. So like I had some time back here. I had like a couple months back here. So surgery, then I had to go physiotherapy. So that actually helped me get my knee stronger a bit. But then when I went back to America, I didn't have physiotherapy there because okay. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. It's just And you have expensive. to pay yeah. for everything like that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, I felt okay. I felt like my knee was getting stronger, all that stuff. I thought, yeah, I can come back and actually play football. But, but then I feel like... Um, when was it? During one day, like it just hit me, like yo, I actually took my ACL. Like it, it hit me, like yo. This is like the worst injury you can ever have, mm. and like it just made me just feel depressed. And like, I thought, ah oh, shit, can I ever play again? Can I be the same I was and all that stuff? So. And what yeah. day was it for you that actually? Do you remember when it was when you woke up and said, okay? I can't do this. Or was it somebody that said it to you? Was it a comment that had been made saying like, you can't do football anymore. Go back to the UK or what what was it? I actually can't remember, but it was like a period where it just kept hitting me, kept hitting me. But like, I didn't know what it was. So like, there was days I wake up feeling just, just annoyed, just angry. But I didn't know what it was until like, um, I think it was like one training session. Mm. I realized, yo, I actually told my age, I can't do the same. You processed what yeah. had actually happened and realized, yeah. okay, I need to think about things differently now in yeah. how I'm moving forward with my life. Basically, yeah, that's what happens. Um, uh, I don't know, like, I didn't really tell people that how I was feeling. Cause I feel like no one cared. Okay. Yeah. And why, why do you feel like nobody cared? Is it because, was it because a lot of people get injured in football and it was kind of like, are you just another person to be like, oh, I injured my leg, I can't play football anymore? No, I feel like it's just me. It's just me. I just feel like no one cares enough the way that I care about other people. Don't get what you receive. Yeah, basically. So like, if someone was hurt, like I'll be there for them all the time. Mm -hmm. But no one was there for me like that. No one actually asked me, Chris, are you okay? Wow. How's your mental health? All that stuff. Wow. No one actually asked me that. So that's why, like, it felt bad for me because, like, I'm going around still smiling, whatever, but deep down, yo, I'm actually pissed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was mad. It was mad, but like, I had to live with it. Do you feel a bit like what I was, just a bit like what I was saying a second ago? Obviously, Injury in football is probably the, one of the most common career-ending things. Mm. If if your career ends after being a footballer, a semi-professional mm. footballer, it is usually down to injury. Yeah. Once you had had a personal injury and you started 
telling people, you know, mm. I can't play football because of X, Y, and Z, or people yeah. that maybe used to play football with. Did you find that you heard a lot from other people, or and and did it did it ever annoy you when you heard other people saying, I can't play football, um, I can't become professional because I hurt myself when you did hurt yourself and you can't become professional because of it, if that makes What annoyed what I mean. me is that, like, a lot of guys use that as an excuse, mm. saying, oh, yeah, I could have made it pro, but I hurt my knee. Because, like, everyone would hear that. Even girls would say that. I, I, I've i heard yeah. it. Even, like, oh, yeah, I used I used to pray for blah, 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 but then I yeah. hurt myself and I couldn't get into professional. I can't. I fucked up my yeah. knee and I can't da, 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 da. See, sometimes, like, those guys would be just chatting shit. Mm. They'd be waffling. It's an excuse. But, yeah, an excuse, but, like... It was never true, but like when it does happen to someone, yo, like it, you. it hurts. It hurts a lot because like yo, you could have made it. Bro. You actually could have made it. Yeah, you could, bro. Who knows where my career would have went? Yeah. Who knows, fam? But like, yeah, when I hear people say that, I'm thinking, did that really happen to you? Have bro? you have you ever questioned or argued with anybody who ever has made that comment? No. Nah. Have you, nah. in return, told them about your story? Oh yeah, I always have. Yeah. I always have. Yeah. So, like, when a girl must have said, um, uh, funny enough, I was at my cousin's uh, birthday party and, like, they're all dancing. So, like, I can't dance because, like, I'm actually scared of my knee. I thought it was just because like, I can't dance because I can't yeah. dance. <laughs> no, I'm actually scared. Like, I do one move and my knee will just wow. pop out of place mm. or just, just tear again. So, you're really cautious yeah. about everything uh, yeah. you do, not even football. No. And that's still now. Yeah, still now, yeah. Because my knee's still not as strong as it used to be. But like they always say that after you tear your have surgery on your knee, it won't be the same as before. Mm. It's always gonna be weaker. Mm, mm. So yeah, um, she must have said. Um, uh, I said to her like I can't dance because of my knee. She goes, "What? Um, you could have made a pro, but you hurt your knee." I was like, "No, sis, I did. Like I even got a scar, everything. Like I can show you." So she kind of dropped it as if to say, oh, don't drop that line now. Yeah. And you're like, no, this is my life sort yeah, of thing. Basically, yeah. It's like, because she knows... Because it's getting dropped so, so much. much. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying though. Like, don't say it unless it's really happened yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get but it's the same thing with like music as well. People, like drill rappers, yeah. they say they've done something, but they really haven't. Yeah. It's basically like that, but... But with that, with that, I believe a lot of draw rappers, I believe a lot of people say what they want to say because that's what we want to hear for the media yeah. and it's what yeah. sells. Whereas in that situation, whereas in your situation with regards to the football, mm. I do believe a lot of people say it as an excuse yeah. and that's why it's been used so, so often. Yeah. That's why when I hear it, I'm not going to lie, there's many times I hear a guy drop that sort of stuff and I think, yeah, yeah, mm. my ass, you didn't play for no football team, mate. There what, QPR yeah. when you was 13, maybe? <laughs> but that's about it, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, you don't know and never think that they actually ever got further, but, you mm. know, you actually had a career-ending yeah. surgery and accident that has you know, enabled yeah. you to never be able to kind of go into professional football again. It's crazy though, because after that injury, like, my body don't feel the same. Mm. I'm just always in pain now. And it's crazy though, so like the one season where I could have played, I'd done both my ankles. Yeah. Yeah, I sprained both my ankles one after after the other. Oh so like, gosh. one week I'd done my, I think it was my right ankle, no, my left ankle first. Yeah. Done that one start recovering start getting better start doing training and during the warm-up of one of my games my keeper rolled into my other ankle and I sprained my other ankle 
So like both my ankles were just done. So like that season didn't play because mm. I was just in pain. And that was the season you could have kind of started getting back into yeah. it, getting back yeah. motivated into it because your motivation yeah. for football probably went completely as well. Oh yeah, of course it did, it did. But then I don't know what happened. I feel like this one season before that one, um, my coach said, oh, can you record our games? So I was like, all right, cool. I don't mind doing that. But then like it made me see the game differently being on the sideline from a lens rather than yeah. playing it mm-hmm. yeah it made me it helped improve my football iq to like a whole different level i right get now. you completely yeah. with that yeah i get you completely with that because i mean i studied music mm. and before i studied music music was a hobby to me it was mm. something i loved i wanted to be a singer yeah when i went and studied it i looked at the elements in a song yeah. completely. I wouldn't just listen to a song. Yeah. I'd listen to the beat. I'd listen to the structure of the song. I'd listen to the hooks, how how catchy. Like I'd yeah. I'd try and work out how they broke down the song. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I didn't just listen to a song. And mm. I get that once you look into something differently, yeah. you look into more depth, and you look at it as a different thing. Oh, of course, yeah, no, of course. But it's the same thing though. Like um, going to America see the way that they coach the way they play football as well open my eyes to a different style of playing football that's a good question actually so what is what would you say the difference that you noticed in the teaching styles and the coaching styles is between the UK and um, America it literally all depends on the coach in America because that like, you can find some really bad coaches what I had so one of the coaches that I had was really bad he mm. didn't know nothing about football but like because he was a track star and he said um, he had trials for LA Galaxy back in the day. He feels like he could have played. But it was never that good. Like, um, he cared more about your fitness and you being strong. But I'm thinking there's more to football than that. Mm-hmm. The technique, the, the IQ, everything. Especially technique, because yeah. technique is very important. Exactly. In you, you can be stupid fit and be running up, up and down the line. And not know how to kick the ball. Exactly. <laughs> or not know when to make a pass yeah. or when to take someone on. Or even take someone on yeah if you ain't got that skill then what's the point you yeah playing? yeah it's true you're just doing running for no reason did you ever find that you come a lot across of um uk coaches that didn't really that weren't were like that uk coaches because mm. i've personally found quite a, every uk coach that yeah. i have seen has always known the technicality of football yeah. what to do yeah, they have kind of cared about fitness, but to me, it's always it's kind of more, more about skill set and rules, yeah. the way you play the game. Of course, of course. But that's what I know. And all the coaches that I've had in England have been like that as well. Yeah. They knew how to play the game. Mm-hmm. They showed me, like, the te- technical side to the game. So that's where I learned some things from as well. But in America, I think the one coach that I had in California, he's probably the best coach that that's why you was in America right because yeah. when you went over to America where did you go sorry I went California and Texas Texas okay yeah. so you was so the coach that I had in California he was really good mm. he's probably one of the best coaches I've seen in America wow okay and because of him my football IQ has grown a lot amazing so like I always praise him saying that like, yeah he's a great coach but compared to one I had in Texas yeah he was horrible <laughs> I could have led the team better than him really yeah really so it weren't really about how well they was. It was just who they was, their previous. But what annoyed me is how good they were when I joined the, the school in Texas, mm. 
that team on paper were amazing compared to the season before. The season before, they only won like six games. Okay. But how can the season that I joined with all these great players only win one game? Oh. That just shows him tactically doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Because he basically used the same tactics as last season with the bad players, with the good players. So, like, it made no sense. So, like, he didn't know how to change the tactics depending no. upon... The, or the way that they played depending upon the players. Exactly. Because you're yeah. supposed to change formations. You're supposed to do all... You, yeah. I mean, you do it in half-time if you realise exactly. that your game isn't going great. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You change around formation. Yeah. You switch it up. Didn't do none of that stuff. Nothing like that. Basically, but that's the thing. He had no tactics in his book. He didn't have the skill no. set to be able to do that because like, he didn't know himself. The players that he would play, some of them weren't on the same level as yeah. the others. So it made it harder for the good players to play with them mm. and actually win games. So it was annoying though. Like he put me on the bench for so long to even play me that season. But his excuse was, oh, I was injured. And how, so how did that make you feel? I mean, I know your injury, I know you, you drawed lightly earlier upon um, how your mental health was really affected yeah. by your injury. But... If you don't mind, I know it probably could be quite touchy, yeah. but if you don't mind, how, if you want to go into a little bit more depth about how your mental health was affected by okay. not being put to play um, and, you know, your injury, how did that affect you in the, as a whole? It made me feel useless. Mm. Like, like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, what am I doing here? Like, am I even good enough to play for these, these guys? Mm-hmm. Am I even good enough to play football? Like, what the hell am I doing? And like, I felt suicidal at one point as well. Wow. Yeah. Is that why she was in America or yeah. when you come back home? When I was in America. Um, actually, when I was in California at one point as well, like, because I kept taking everything back kept happening to me. So I thought, like, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you thought it was projected at you. Like, yeah. you was the bad person. Yeah. So it just got annoying. And how and did I, you get yourself out of, if you're out of that, I'm not saying you are, but... How did you... So moving to Texas kind of helped, but then it didn't help because I wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, um, yeah, let me seek counselling. So I saw some counselling and then it made me realise what the problem was. And it made me realise like there's more to life than football. Yeah. But for me though, like football is my life. That was There wasn't no more to life than football for no, you at that point. That was, yeah. that was it fam. Because um, like... Whatever I'd done in the fields, I could do in real life. So, like, if I had confidence on the field, I have confidence in real life. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, you felt like it was a part of the way that you functioned in real life, yeah. was that if yeah. it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be the person you are, sort of, of thing. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, it was annoying though, like, I couldn't, couldn't do that no more. Finding yourself without yeah. that thing. Yeah. So, I didn't know what I could do because football was my life. I have so many talents, but like, that was one of them. That was my main one. Mm. It's basically like your first love. That's what it was. That was my first love. So like, imagine her breaking your heart. Mm. That's how it felt. You didn't know how to comprehend it. Still, was you just about to say, go on, say it. I still feel like that. (laughs) I still feel like that. I can't play properly. Like, every time I do play, like, my body's just in pain. Mm. Always, so. Do you avoid playing now to avoid that feeling? Nah, it's like an addiction. You it's, you need to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an addiction. So like, um, on a Sunday I'll go play with my friends. But mm-hmm. like it's not that intense, but even so though, like after playing, like 
I'm in pain. Mm. Like last week, um, no, not this Sunday, but Sunday before, I felt okay after playing. I thought, well, I'm coming back. I'm getting better, yeah. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. But then last week, my body said, nope, back to me, back to me in pain. And so, then, like, so do you do you feel a bit like, what do I do now? Do I go back and play? Do I not play? Or what is your because, mindset on that? Because you know you're going to have pain yeah, after you play. And because, you can, you choose to pay. Yeah. So what is the thought process in that? Because I'm addicted, like, I still go play. But define why you say you're addicted. Why would you say you're addicted to playing football? Because it makes you feel Knowing good. Knowing yeah. that. You, okay, it so maybe you, the mentally, Yeah, mentally makes you feel good. Physically makes you feel good. Knowing that, yo, I'm running, I'm getting fitter. Mm-hmm. I'm doing things that I would never do before. So, like... And do this, you, do you feel like because it's a part of your past that you're still holding on to and you'll continue, you, you never want to let go sort yeah, of thing? it's one of them ones, yeah. But then, like, I feel like because I hurt my knee so young... I still had a lot more to learn and a lot more to do in football. That's why I still play as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, I want to show up the skills that I can do. And Don't limit stuff. yourself because yeah. of an injury, yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's mad. It's mad. All I can say is it's an addiction. Mm. It really is an addiction. And so. how do you find your mental health now? We're, go- we're talking, how many years ago was this injury now? Probably like six years. We're seven. talking six it's coming up to seven years yeah. ago the injury was you're based back in the UK now yeah. working down at London Rangers how are you feeling now Maybe, on a day to day a bit better a bit better but I feel like every time I'm in pain the depression comes back but then once it starts getting better again I feel okay but then after playing football I feel in pain I feel kind of depressed like a cycle yeah like a going it's a cycle. routine basically so what just that last comment yeah. being said, what do you think we could do as London Rangers or as a UK as a whole to improve the mental health side of things after an injury in football? I think personally it needs to be spoken about. Oh, of course. This is probably the yeah. only in-depth conversation I've ever heard about yeah. really a football injury and yeah. its long-lasting effects. Um, check off on people. Yeah. So you check up on people, um, give them counselling. Yeah, give them counselling. Um, make them see what the problem is and that it's not really a big problem like that. You can move forward. There's always more to life than what you've lost. So just keep going, keep going with life. You can do something different. So obviously you've played football in the UK. Yeah. You've also played football in America when you got sent over for the scholarship. Yeah. Do you believe the kids in this country and America maybe work differently for their opportunities? I know in America there is a lot more of a financial, well, a lot more of a struggle with regards to health, with regards yeah. to childcare, with regards to finance, financial struggles. Oh yeah, yeah. So and I believe in the UK, you know, us children, us us kids, let's just say, you know, we get free education, free healthcare. Mm youth services when they are around that's something we'll move on to shortly but do you believe between maybe the UK and America from what you've seen people work harder or work differently or put in more right, effort cool. um, I say for us in the UK I feel like we violate mm-hmm. yeah we violate because we don't we know we have all this stuff but we don't use it to its full extent Yeah. so in America like 
just to play Sunday League or something like that, yo, you got to pay a lot of money. Okay. To play for a club in America, you got to pay a lot of money. One of my friends was saying that he had to pay $3,000 per term mm-hmm. just to play football. Mm-hmm. And that's at a club. But for us here... Whereas over here, it's about... Bro, what, £300? Maybe less to join a club? <laughs> to join a club, yeah. I mean, even this, to put my little son league. in it, it's, yeah. about, it's about, what, £60, £70 a month for him there to go, go football, something Look like that. Look how cheap it is. And that covers basically everything. Everything. In the, yeah, yeah, everything. But in America, now, nah, like... You pay that three thousand just to join the club. Then you have to pay for like if you go on tournaments, you got to pay for the hotel, the transport, mm. all that stuff. So unless you basically get signed, you are literally paying, which is kind of the same as here, but with finances is obviously more expensive. You're yeah. saying in America to be able to do them. Same yeah, no, nah, it's it's mad. I feel sorry for them because like a lot of ballers that I've met out there couldn't afford to play for a club team. Yeah, so then they, they miss yeah. loads of opportunities probably due to it because yeah. of finances. So you believe yeah. in the UK, maybe uh, maybe the children here, because we ki- they get it kind of handed to them. Yeah. They maybe don't know as much as their parents' financial struggles, so they're yeah. kind of not seeing it as, as like a, a struggle yeah. or, or as an issue. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, do you know what? I can wake up and not go football next week. It's not a problem. Oh, of course, yeah. But, nah. But if you want to take this sport seriously and actually make a pro, bro, you got to go to these teams. Mm. you got to go training, improve your game. There's always... Even though you feel like you're, you're the best, you can always improve. Always. What, you think Ronaldo and Messi don't improve? Every season, they're accomplishing new tasks. Of course. New targets. Because you can always get better. Of course. You can always of get course. better. Yeah. So what do you think, like, obviously, back to what I was saying with regards to youth services, I'm sure everybody knows, and if you don't know, it is all over the internet, about how the fact that our youth services have been stripped dramatically in these last few years, mm. uh, we don't get as much money getting put into the youth of the UK nowadays um, and not a lot of services for them. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that maybe in the UK could be done to enable not even just males, males and females to get into football at maybe not so much of a, even not even really cost, but what do you mm. think that could be done? My thing is though, like, Let's go to like another country in Europe, like France. Yeah. They've got three places for them to play football. They've got Ashtoff that are free to go to mm-hmm. and play football. But in this country, like, look, go in Power League. How much does it cost to go book a pitch at Power League? Like 70 pounds. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. It's Even ridiculous. down goals in Wembley exactly. just to book out the place for a day. It's like 60. It is ridiculous. Why am I paying so much just to play football? Yeah. They've made it into a business now where... For us kids, we got paid just to play a sport that we love. Yeah, yeah. Which is annoying though, like, it should be free. And that way you can actually develop players here in the UK so much easier. Instead of you going to academy, whatever, like, yo, you can go down to your AstroTurf and you can pick out any player that you want and you can make them join your team. It's simple as that. But in this country, nah, they don't do that. Mm. you got to pay to play, which is annoying. So you believe maybe... There being some more free football venues, yeah. Venues. Yeah. And then with regards to the coaches, obviously, do you believe that they kind of just need to be willing to coach out for free? Or that there should be some form of funding that's got put in place to enable them to teach for free? Yeah. But for them to still get paid? Yeah. Because, like, they're basically volunteering. 
a lot. So like when I play on the league, it's basically my friend's dad coaching us. Yeah. That's him volunteering. Like mm. he could have done something else. He could have went out with his family that Sunday. Um, Friday night we have training. He could be with his family chilling. Mm. But instead he's volunteering, coaching us. That's because he loves the sport as well. Yeah. So I feel like they should get paid for doing what they love as well. But then also like they're spending time, their own time to help us get better, to achieve our goal. So like, yeah, they're doing something good. So they should get rewarded. And they should get paid for yeah. it. And I believe obviously the it is quite hard setting up schemes and setting up funding and giving it out. Mm. And we understand that. And this is why there are none. But... Would what well, with more football opportunities getting put in place, would you believe that that could provide for the youths in London? Like for me personally, I believe if there's more opportunities being granted for young people with regards to football and sports, then they have more of a place to go rather than going home, not not having nowhere to go. So then they decide to see their friends at the corner of their road and chill there for the day. Rather than going oh, to like yeah. an AstroTurf for free. No, That's just, to me, the basic kind of opportunity yeah. is a place for them to be. It's that crazy. is a bit more no, safe. Yeah, of course. It's crazy though, because when I was growing up as a kid, like me and my neighbours, because I lived on like um, a dead end. So we used to play on the streets for like hours. A crescent. Crescent, yeah. yeah. We used to play on the streets for hours. I mean, I lived on a crescent when I was yeah. growing up and it was very different to when... To now looking at it, mm. I used to be allowed out till eight, nine o'clock at night. My oh, mum would yeah. come out, Sophie, dinner time. Exactly, and we'd have yeah. to go back in. Yeah. That would be it. You just wait till you heard your name getting called. Mm. Whereas now, where I'm I'm living, I'd never f- feel comfortable with my son staying out for the day. Like yeah. even on my like concourse on my estate, in the middle bit of my estate, yeah. I still wouldn't feel safe him being there. Because I can't see him from my direct house. I'm okay, at the back. Yeah. So I'm like, no, you're, you're not going out there because it's not yeah. safe. But it's like, at the end of the day, if I believe if there was, maybe not obviously for him because he's very young. My son's only four. So it's not really included with him. But for older children, if there is more opportunities, then they wouldn't always feel as though they need to just hang around and yeah. just be there. No, yeah. With it, nothing to do. Oh, of course. Of course. Like, that's the thing though, like I feel like the youth these days are just bored. They've yeah. got nowhere to go, nothing to do. So they thought, okay, let's just chill with my friends. Just cause problems now. Yeah. That's what they're doing, just causing more problems. And they might not necessarily be causing problems, but they just get stigmas stigmat as causing problems because True. of the way that they look, maybe as a group on a corner, yeah. maybe the way that they dress, it gets stigmatized as being, you know, youth attire. But but how can you define stuff like that do you know what i mean like how do you define it from it is hard it's, it's hard, hard. Yeah. and that's why the stigma comes around but i believe like so tie, tying this back down to where we are at london rangers we have opened up a, well you actually probably be a bit greater to talk about this sort of stuff mm. our training courses here okay yeah um so we've got a junior and youth program where we're training kids it's just somewhere for them to go play football get better but eventually, like, if we still get people coming regularly, we'll create a team from yeah. that. So they can actually start playing matches. Yeah. So they can actually show their skills mm-hmm. and do something with it. So them playing for us, like, it could open doors. Yeah. So it's, it's a great opportunity for us. And it's also yeah. a great opportunity for them. Oh, of course. Yeah. What, what, we're, what we're doing down here. We also do 
like courses that enabled because you know I wasn't the greatest when I was in school yeah I went down to like a pupil referral unit didn't get much GCSEs um by the end of it ended up managing to get like an access course to uni and then going to uni and getting a degree but you know I started that at 18 years old going to college not the age where you should you know you should be going to university at that age realistically so this is why you know this is another reason why we've kind of done this training academy down here at London Rangers because we understand that there's so many young people who fall through the cracks they Mm. don't get what they they need to get to enable them to move forward fulfillingly in life so we've started do you want to explain a little bit like about what courses we do down here Uh, um we've got a BTEC program in sports so like whatever sport you like it could be boxing basketball football whatever we can do a course for the around or around your sport yeah we understand down here that there's not a lot of opportunities that are getting given to young people, especially in the sports industry. But not only that, but just in general. But that's why down here we have created different forms of schemes that cater to all of the aspects of young people and what they're missing out on, you know, sports, courses, GCSEs, job work, even housing. So, you know, check us out if you guys haven't checked us out before. Check us out on our website. How can they check us out for our football um, stuff? Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is London Rangers FC. Also, on a shout to the Athletes Guide, that's my other company, where my friend started this because he realised a lot of young kids haven't got the opportunity to play football. So what we're doing now is like, we're basically a recruitment agency where we find players that want to go to America okay. and get an education in place. So basically what we did yeah and we help them through the whole process brilliant so you've yeah. a- they've actually got somebody there to be their support because i know when yeah. you was over there you felt a little bit oh of course lost Bro, in yeah. a whole different country you didn't have that support you didn't have that person i didn't know no one when i went there mm. i went there on my own at 18 mm. that's a whole big different change. country yeah so i met friends out there made friends out there so that you're still in contact with oh, now of course, which yeah. is amazing yeah which it's is mad. nice but yeah um if anyone that does want to go to america and actually try it out yeah holler the athletes guides so help you. what is the, what is the at or the website that they can find that out um, at? our instagram is at the athletes guide um yeah all the information is on there yeah and our email will be on there website will be on there yeah. as well you can also go onto the london rangers website where you'll find mine and chris's beautiful face <laughs> <laughs> you'll see our beautiful faces yeah. on there if you need any further of our information our numbers there if you ever want to give us a call for any additional support also if you guys want to hear specific topics being spoke about then send us a message on instagram or give us a call and we'll definitely put that on the list for a potential topic to talk about but we hope you have enjoyed today's podcast of course of course yeah and thank you to our lovely guest chris for coming down and having a conversation and telling us all about his personal experiences thank you we appreciate that no problem and i hope you guys enjoy it make sure you tune in to our next one next will be in two weeks and yeah thank you guys Take care, people. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. That's all for now. Make sure you're keeping up to date on our socials so you can find out when the next podcast is coming out. We're at London Rangers on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. 
There will also be additional support links on our website in case you feel as though you need support regarding the topics that we spoke about. I hope you stay safe and stay well. Take care. Bye.